Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying only on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, 
vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Perception is the key, and the heart yeah. is the solution. Heart perception will change everything. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Shoot us a message on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. And find our website at www.thesecretteachings.info, where you can find our full show archive, the montage archive, and my books in digital form. You can also buy the books separately in physical form on the website. All of that at www.thesecretteachings.info. It is Thanksgiving or after Thanksgiving. And, of course, we have Black Friday, which has become, along with Thanksgiving, Black Friday has become longer. Thanksgiving essentially has become shorter. Used to be you'd go to Black Friday sales and you'd have, like, a couple of hours to wait in line. And now I think people are going to dinner and then they're going immediately to Black Friday. Although last year I went to a couple of Black Friday sales in West Virginia. I was there with my son and I was hanging out with my friend from high school and we thought it would be fun just to go up uh, on the mountain somewhere there where they, that's if you've ever been to West Virginia, a lot of stuff is just built like on top of a mountain. You have to drive to the top so we drove to the top of this uh, shopping center on this little mountain, and we, we went to like Best Buy and Target just to see what was going on. And uh, there was like nobody there. And we, we were out and about for a while. We went out at like 11. I think we were out till maybe 1 or 2 in the morning, and there was like nobody around. And this was last year. And it was because a lot of people are just shopping online, right? They don't want to have to go out in the cold or depending on where you live, you go out in the cold or the snow when you wait in line and sometimes you have to fight people. You know, it kind of looks like a a zombie film sometimes, the Black Friday sales. You ever see these pictures of uh, like memes on the internet where it's like a a picture from a zombie film and then it's like a picture from Target's entrance on Black Friday and it looks, you can't tell which one's which. It just looks like a horde of zombies. So people have moved into the digital realm in the last couple of years and aren't really going to stores, at least for Black Friday. And a lot of stores are, of course, suffering all throughout the year because of online retail. And now with digital offerings, let's call them a cornucopia of digital solutions to social distancing and the mitigation and prevention and whatnot of diseases has led people to further assimilate with the digital synthetic reality. So I imagine that there really isn't going to be much of anything going on this year for Black Friday. In fact, um, I got a new computer. I finally got an iMac. I've always wanted an iMac. And yes, I don't like Apple, but I got the iMac computer, uh, a refurbished one. But before I got this thing, I went to buy a computer monitor uh, for a backup laptop that I had so I could hook it up and have a big screen. And when I went to get the computer monitor, I'm not really proud of it, but I went to Walmart to get this HP monitor that I knew was a good deal. 
And the guy said, he's like, I'm not trying to upsell you. I'm just, I'm serious about this. I have like a whole pallet of these 32 inch high definition, like gaming monitors. And he's like, we're just getting rid of them at a really cheap price. It's like the same price that you're going to pay for this HP. And I said, what's wrong with them? He said, the only thing wrong with them is that we got them in for Black Friday. And he said, like, he said, literally like three people, they, they had a pre Black Friday sale. He said like three people showed up for this. I mean, this is like a big Walmart. It was in the town of Canandaigua, which is a small town like southeast of Rochester, New York. But it's a big area. The big Canandaigua Lake is there. It's a huge area. And there were like three people, the guy said, that showed up for Black Friday. There's basically nobody there. So people are shopping at home. And now people are shopping at home because of not only the convenience, generally speaking, but because they're afraid of getting sick or getting other people sick or whatever, you know, the case might be. And of course, there are differences between things that we do to harm other people by choice or by negligence and things that we do to harm ourselves. We may make a choice to harm other people as an accident, like driving under the influence of some form of drug or alcohol, or we make a decision to do something that we know might be dangerous, you know, that could hurt other people. And there's a big difference between whatever that thing is and when we make a choice to harm ourselves. Like drinking alcohol is not harmful to other people, just harmful to yourself. But if you drink it and then you grab a gun and you start waving the gun around or you get in a car and drive and smash into another car... Well, that's a problem, and of, of course, law enforcement authorities are there to protect the public from that kind of reckless endangerment. Now, if you're just drinking in your home, or you're not hurting anybody, even if you're taking drugs, doesn't matter what you're doing that is harmful, this is not the government's responsibility to tell you what you can or cannot do. And, of course, because there is great misunderstanding and a lack of of civic education and historical education as well, we buy the idea that we can harm other people by doing things that are arguably harmful to ourselves. Like when a government, local, state, or federal, tells us we need to have a ban on alcohol or we have to have, a, you saw how prohibition worked, if you know about the history or we need to have a ban on e-cigarettes, or we need to have a ban on cigarettes, or we need to have make sure that you wear your seatbelt, or things like this. It might sound like, okay, sure, these are common sense, but people are going to do them regardless. You can ban drugs, you can ban guns, people are going to get them, it's going to make society a much more dangerous place. The danger doesn't come from the existence of these things, the danger comes from the idealistic notion that you can ban them, and that it'll make things safer. It doesn't make things safer. And in some cases, if you're banning you know, the ownership of firearms legally, then people that aren't going to abide by the law are going to acquire them, and they are going to create a more violent environment because they're not going to follow the law. So it's like there's a lot of minutiae to dig through, a lot of details, a lot of data. But it is really simple. There's a big difference between something like a crime, which is when you commit an act towards somebody else that is harmful, 
and a vice, which is something that you do to yourself to harm yourself, but it doesn't harm other people. Now, of course, you can say, well, if you don't wear a mask, it's harming other people. Well, okay, there's absolutely zero scientific evidence for that, and there never could be any scientific evidence to even suggest that, because if it protects you or it protects the other person either way, then arguably it should protect both, if it protects one or the other, because it's the same mask and the particles are the same size, but of course they've never actually identified coronavirus in those droplets when they do those sneeze tests or things like that. It's all theater. And what this has resulted in is the rise of what I call, or who I call, the COVID commander. Like Cobra commander, the COVID commander. We are resetting the table and thanking our overlords this Thanksgiving. At least here in the United States, we have a Thanksgiving. But you around the world, you have various forms of giving thanks. Our Thanksgiving isn't even directly built on something like a 1620, 1621 Plymouth Rock feast. Because there's a, a history that goes back further in 1565 in St. Augustine, and then just a little bit north of St. Augustine in 1564 near the current city of Jacksonville, there were other thanksgivings or givings of thanks. And of course, there are battles like military campaigns, military battles in U.S. history that are also responsible in part for the foundation for the giving of thanks, or the, the, the thanksgiving because the first official day of Thanksgiving in the U.S. was celebrated by the 13 colonies, not because of pilgrims and Indians, but to honor the victories at the Battle of Saratoga. Congress, in response to the surrender of British General Burgoyne, declared December 18th of 1777 as a national day of, quote, solemn thanksgiving and praise, end quote, in recognition of military success. It was the nation's first official observance of a holiday with the name Thanksgiving, and is, again, closely related to the winter solstice or Yule taking place from December 20th to December 23rd. So our, our modern Thanksgiving, our modern celebrations and views, have little to do with Native Americans or feasts and more to do with victories during the Revolutionary War. True thanks were to be given for the victory of battle and not for a bountiful harvest of food, although the victories were nonetheless celebrated probably with some form of feasting or something to that effect. But of course, when we give thanks, we often have food. We break bread. That's how we build relationships and communities. That's how we conduct business. You sit down and break bread, right? And these are things that since probably the, the implementation of agriculture or an agricultural people, the establishment of an agricultural people, they've always had these kinds of givings of thanks because as the, the, as the seasons changed and you had your final harvest, you would have a bountiful harvest, hopefully, and you would have a big feast to thank the gods, to thank the land, to thank God. Not just good gods, but to thank God, the God, the big G. And you would have bread or perhaps wine, you know, the body of Christ, the blood of Christ. It would be a final supper before the winter months during the fall. This is the fall of man the crucifixion of the sun on the cross. It's astrological, it's cyclical, 
in terms of the changing of the seasons, which also relate to the revolution of the planets, the sun and the moon, which control the climate more than breathing carbon dioxide out. And these are various pieces of our history all around the world, not just in the United States, where we give thanks and we thank the god or the goddess or we thank the land spirits this year we're not thanking god we're not thanking the spirits we're thanking covid commander we're thanking our overlords thank you for keeping us safe thank you for preventing us from getting sick oh but you are sick well that's not because the government couldn't protect you that's because that guy wasn't social distancing properly even though he had a mask even though he washed his hands he wasn't social distancing so that's why you're sick you know it couldn't be the candy it couldn't be the excessive amounts of pie and turkey and sugary cranberry sauce i'm not attacking your thanksgiving dinner i liked turkey when i was a kid i don't like meat now but i made i made a pie last year um, out of uh, what did I make? I used uh, dates, walnuts for the crust, and then I made like I had like an apple pie spice that I got, and I mixed that with uh, like a pureed pumpkin, and I just let it sit in the cooler for a while, and I made a pumpkin pie. I like pie, so I made a pie. So the point is though, pie, cranberry sauce, turkey, like you know, stuffing, mashed potatoes, milk, butter. These are the things that in excess make you sick. Even if you eat really clean, one vegetable, one fruit foods, like a raw plant-based diet, if you eat too many of them, you're probably not going to feel well. Your body only needs so much food. It only needs a certain amount of nutritional uh, value, if you will, a certain amount of vitamins, a certain dosage, which can be very, it is arbitrary to some extent. Everybody's a little bit different in that way. But if you go beyond that, you're probably going to get sick. I mean, if I sit down, I mean, I could make like, I could have a, I could have a nice like pot of rice going. I could make some like veggie burger patties and I could break those up in the rice when it was done. I could put some like tomato sauce in there. I could mix it up a little. I like spicy brown mustard, a little spicy brown mustard, and then put that inside of the, like a pepper and cook it. And I could make all this homemade, but if I eat 50 peppers, you know, that are stuffed, I'm going to be really sick and throwing up. It's not because the food was bad. It was because I ate too much and my body had to reject it because it didn't have any space left for it. And when you start eating an excessive amount of food and we have the holiday, holy day season, that's where the word comes from, holy day, is holidog, holy day, holiday, comes from that, holiday. It's our holiday season, you know. You've got your Halloween, your Thanksgiving, your Christmas, your New Year. Those are two in the same week, essentially. I mean, that's a lot, and we feast like once a month for a couple of months. October, November, December. That's a lot of feasting. And that, mixed with other poor choices in lifestyle and diet, we get sick. But we also get sick because we, we have um, a body that wants to and does detox itself. Just like you have to, you know, you have to change the oil in your car, you kind of have to do that in the body. And it detoxes. And when you detox, you're going to get kind of like symptoms because your body's getting rid of stuff. Like you get the runny nose and you get the cough or the sore throat. Like <clears throat> your body's saying, get rid of this. When you sneeze, <laughs> get rid of this. You know, 
That's what's happening. Your body's getting rid of things. That's why you get the cold. My son had a cold last month, first cold he ever had in almost two years. And his mom said, well, he's really sick. I said, no, he's not sick. His body's just detoxing. And that's it. His body's detoxing. There's no reason to get upset. There's no reason to call a doctor unless it's severe. There's no reason to lock down the city. Your body is literally getting rid of toxins in in this particular case. So we can recognize that. We can understand that. But COVID commander says, no, you do not get to celebrate Thanksgiving. You do not get to have time with your families. I understand that whatever COVID commander tells us to do will not be followed by the average American, at least. And it will not be followed for a number of reasons. Perhaps the number one reason, if you woke up this morning and saw this, at least if if you're like me, you look at a little bit of news, but I woke up and I saw this, and I'm in New York, so I thought this was even more important. But it goes for the whole country because the Supreme Court has ruled The Supreme Court of the United States of America has ruled five to four that New York cannot place restrictions on gatherings for houses of worship. That's it. That's what the Supreme Court said. That is the supreme law of the land arbiter. They decide what is constitutional and what is not. Because we don't live in a banana republic and we don't live in Venezuela and we don't live in Soviet Russia, and we don't live in fascist Italy. We live in the United States of America, where we have three branches of government, where even if you have a sadistic, psychopathic, dementia-ridden old person in the White House, the Congress and the Senate, the two branches of the legislature, and the Supreme Court get to also decide. But it's very dangerous when you want to give total amnesty to tens of millions of illegal immigrants to vote Democrat, and then you pack the houses and pack the Supreme Court so you always have control, and, you know, then the system doesn't work because it's not perfect if you rig it, which is also what happened in Nazi Germany. Hitler rigged the political system, so he always had power and control over everything. At least Hitler worked within the guidelines of some form of government. People like Mao Zedong just became this idol, this god, and just demanded what needed, in his opinion, needed to be done at whatever time, and then 100 million people pretty much died. So a little bit different here. Supreme Court has ruled that you cannot have restrictions on houses of worship, and state Supreme Courts have also ruled this. The Michigan courts have said you cannot restrict people from doing things. You cannot tell people what to do, Governor. You do not have that power. You are not a tyrant. You are not a god. And the governor of Michigan said, I don't care. You're going to do it anyway. And so I don't think it would happen, but you've got congressmen in Michigan that are drawing up impeachment proceedings for the governor. That's what should happen. They should be removed. You can't violate your office like this. You can't. I mean, that's an act of treason against the state of Michigan. But they turn it around and say, no, the treason was committed by that group of people that were going to kidnap the governor. Well, I'm not saying that the governor should be kidnapped, but the governor should be overthrown, and it should be done legally to preserve the rule of law. And when Congress fails to act, when the state government fails to act, or the federal government fails to act, then yes, uh, the people have a duty and a right 
to overthrow the governor. That doesn't mean violence. It means you remove her or him or whoever it is. I'm surprised they haven't played the the female card. Oh, you just don't like her restrictions because she has a vagina. No, I don't like her restrictions because I don't like tyrants. Death always to tyrants. Oh, that's a call to violence. You understand like when someone has their foot on your neck and they're crushing it with a giant jackboot and you say, if I ever get up, I'm going to kill you for, you know, taking everything I have and raping my wife and killing my family. And then they tell you, you're the violent one. You're so violent. You're so violent. I mean, that was like uh, the Patriot, right? With Mel Gibson. It's like a mix of these different historical characters. And the, the British were like very upset. Like, you're not following the rules of war. You can't fight this way. You can't pick off officers, you know, in the woods. You have to work your way up the ranks. Don't kill our officers. It's like, well, don't burn our house down. Don't rape our women. Don't steal our land. And then, of course, you get into more minutia of that. I'm digressing a little bit. But the Supreme Court has ruled, Governor, COVID Commander Cuomo, you can't limit houses of worship from getting together with a certain number of people. But the office of the president-elect, which doesn't exist, the office of the president-elect has set up a Thanksgiving Day briefing. And the Thanksgiving Day briefing from COVID commander Joe Biden says that people need to, like he's going to do, limit and separate themselves from their families because this is how we protect the public. Not the government's decision, not the government's power. But beyond that, we have multiple governors, Nancy Pelosi, Dianne Feinstein, doctors, mayors, and others that have given these commands as COVID commander, you will do what I tell you to do. Then they get caught at parties, restaurants, boats with a bunch of women in bikinis, walking through airports, going into hair salons, not following their guidelines, which tells you more than anything else If things were as severe as they told you they were, the people in the know would probably be following strict quarantine procedures. The fact that they're not shows you that this whole thing is a giant joke. And today, I give thanks, not only for you as an audience, but I give thanks and to the network The Fringe FM and to Joe Roop, who's allowed us to do this show for so long on The Fringe. But I give thanks to common sense and reason and logic, to the founding principles that established this country. I give thanks to liberty, and I give thanks to human consciousness and will, because it is the only thing that stands in the way of total totalitarian, technocratic tyranny and control. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's a lot more after this right here on The Fringe FM. www.thesecretteachings.info Check out the website. If you like what you hear, subscribe. You get access to the archive, the montages, and my books in digital form to look at on the website, or you can buy the books separately. If you're interested in the origins of Thanksgiving, among all the other holidays, my book, Occult Arcana, sums it up pretty nice. That's Occult Arcana at thesecretteachings.info. Stay with us. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere.
Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. If you'd like to hear more of the secret teachings, if you missed a show or part of a show, sign up to the ever-expanding archive at thesecretteachings.info. When you subscribe for a month or year, you get access to the full show archive to every show after it airs. You can download and stream unlimited episodes and share your login with friends or family. With your subscription, you can also get access on the website to all of Ryan's digital books and the ever-growing montage archive. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe tab at the top of the page. Use the secure PayPal link and start your membership today. By subscribing, you support The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, Ryan, and yourself. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Why listen to The Fringe FM? We are your number one source for talk radio the mainstream media won't touch. Joe Root brings you everything occult with Lighting the Void. Ryan Gables shatters paradigms with esoteric knowledge on the secret teachings. Gigi and Cortana explore the inner workings of our reality with Shift Happens. Jess of the Rogue Report brings you years of research to explore the hidden facts behind alternative topics. And myself, Alex Exum of Live Talk, the so-called Joker in the deck. We are the Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings or our website, thesecretteachings.info. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, somewhere between the normal and paranormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare. Right here on The Fringe FM. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show. You can find me at Truth Frequency Radio or on my home website, www.kevbakershow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. Howdy. This is Joe Mars, the New York Times bestselling author of Crossfire, Rule by Secrecy, Rise of the Fourth Reich, and my latest one, Our Occulted History. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings. This is Lon Milo Duquette author of Key to Solomon's Key, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings.
I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Thanksgiving night right here on The Fringe FM. Thank you for joining us. Maybe you're waiting for a Black Friday deal, but I don't think anybody really does that anymore. Last year when I went out, there was like nobody at the store. And I think this year it will continue because of the emphasis on digital, virtual reality shopping. But I'm glad that you're here with us tonight, right here on the Fringe FM. The Supreme Court has ruled in the United States that gatherings in New York cannot be restricted if they are religious, which that's pretty obvious. But COVID commander, that's right, COVID commander, doesn't really seem to care much about what the Supreme Court says or what common sense even says. COVID commander wants us to be thankful for one thing this year. He wants us to be thankful to our overlords for keeping us safe. And when those safety guidelines and precautions and recommendations don't work, it's not because they were wrong. It's because the people that didn't follow them made everybody else sick, which on its face is a bold-faced, brazen, idiotic, asinine, and very confusing situation. Because if the guidelines worked and some people didn't follow them, then the people who did follow them should be protected from the people who didn't follow them. Or maybe I don't have the ability to exercise logic or common sense. I don't know. What do you think? All I know is COVID commander wants us to be thankful to our overlords. And there are many COVID commanders. There are women and men and governors and mayors and speakers of the house. And they're celebrities. They're speaking from the office of the president-elect uh, that's not a thing. But when you watch Joe Biden give a speech to a room of nobody with a couple American flags and a backdrop, it is the most hollow, husk, shell, fraudulent, fake, made-up thing you've ever seen in your life. Like, the, literally, it's like a YouTube video that somebody makes and it gets four hits. Nobody's watching this. Maybe I'm an idiot. I watched the 18-minute and 25-second president-elect Joe Biden Thanksgiving briefing. This is what COVID commander Joe Biden had to say. He'd be more like the, come on, commander. COVID commander Joe Biden. What, what should we do this Thanksgiving? For the Bidens, the days around Thanksgiving have always been a time to remember all we had to be grateful for and a time to begin to think about Christmas and begin even to do the Christmas list. But this year, because we care so much for each other, we're going to be having a separate Thanksgiving for Jill and I. We'll be at our home in Delaware with our daughter and our son-in-law. The rest of the family will be doing the same thing in small groups. So I know, I know how hard it is to forego family traditions. Oh, yeah. But it's so very important. Our country's in the middle of a dramatic spike in cases. 
We're now averaging 160,000 new cases a day. So family traditions like taking bribes, threatening other countries, compromising yourself, doing enormous amounts of drugs, like those kinds of family traditions, I'm guessing is what he's talking about. Committing treason, lying. No one will be surprised if we hit 200,000 cases in a single day. No one would be surprised about anything at this point because it's all a fraud. But what else should we do, Joe? Many local health systems are at risk of being overwhelmed. That's the plain and simple truth. It's a plain and simple truth. And actually, it is a very simple truth that they could be overwhelmed when you now have hospitals that are telling people, unless you have COVID, we do not want to see you. We don't care if you lost an arm. We don't care if you're bleeding to death. We only want COVID people. So if they only have a certain amount of space for COVID people and they don't accept other people, then yes, they might be overwhelmed by COVID people to give the illusion, like the office of president-elect does, that anybody cares and that something is actually happening. I could gather all the people that died yesterday, on average, of preventable heart disease, and we could start stacking the bodies high, higher, and even higher, and it would add up really quick. Almost 2,000, anywhere between 1,000 and 2,000 estimated people die a day from heart disease. Over half a million die, roughly 400 to 500 plus, die a year from smoking cigarettes. So more people have died this year from smoking cigarettes, which is totally preventable, than have died of COVID-19. And those are decisions that are being made by people that are aware most of them, majority of them, of what they are doing. And that is a consequence, their lung cancer or whatever other problem they might have as a result of smoking cigarettes, that is the result of the choice that they've made and the decision that they have implemented in their lives, and they've continued to do it. And yeah, they might be addicted, whatever, but they're choosing to do that. And they're going to probably suffer the consequences. It's probably more difficult to breathe after so many years of smoking. You know, the only benefit I can see is that you look kind of cool, right, to some younger people. Or if you're in radio, like it gives you that deep Alex Jones kind of a voice. I've never smoked a cigarette. I don't even, I don't, I hate cigarette smoke. I had to close my window earlier because my neighbor was smoking out there. But those are choices people are making. And the government should not step in and say, Smoking is now banned. Smoking is now illegal. Because smoking doesn't hurt other people. It hurts yourself, and that's a decision that you make. However, you go out and you smoke in a public place, that's a little bit of a different story because now it's affecting other people. And I believe, from a constitutional standpoint, smoking should not be legal in the sense that you can go out in public, into a public space, and do something that is documented to cause harm to other people when they're exposed to it. So you have smoking zones, and that's a compromise that we can make. Smokers can go into those places and they can smoke. Private businesses can make their other, you know, their own decision, but otherwise there's no protection for for smokers in the sense that like you have a right to smoke, um, you have a right to do whatever you want to do to yourself, um, you know, you have a right to vice. As long as you don't hurt other people. So you have a right to that. But it's not a right 
to do one thing or another. So that's the smoking thing. And a lot of people have died from smoking this year. And nobody said, let's ban smoking. They said, let's ban vaping. Recently, they're saying vaping's bad again. But why? Because vaping is a threat to cigarettes. That's the only reason anybody cares. So lobbyists get involved. So the point is, Joe Biden says, hey, I'm going to go spend time with my family, but only a couple of them, my wife and my daughter up in Delaware, because I just, um, you know, I, I want to make sure everybody's safe. Well, that's interesting that Joe told us that, because here's Governor Gavin Newsom, who I maintain looks like he could potentially be the actual Antichrist. He attended a party at Napa Valley recently, November 18th. And he goes to this party at the exclusive French Laundry in Yontville with a dozen or so people, and Newsom didn't have his mask. So it contradicted his claim that events like this should be outdoor. He went to an indoor event. And him and his guests, including his advisors and others, were sitting shoulder to shoulder, not wearing a mask. As the Los Angeles Times reported, photos obtained by Fox 11 Los Angeles show Newsom, his wife, and several other couples gathered around a single table in a private indoor dining room that opens out to an outdoor area. And this was on November 6th. The guests, including the birthday boy, advisor, and lobbyist Jason Kinney, were sitting nearly shoulder to shoulder, and none wore masks. This party might not have violated Napa regulations as they stood at the time, but the county has since been placed on the most restrictive purple tier for reopening. And the governor, the governor, said, You will do exactly what I say. You will take bites and put the mask back on. Take the bite, put the mask on. Wipe your mouth with the mask, you filthy animal. Do not, do not eat the apples and drink the milk. The apples and the milk are for me and my lobbyist friends and my wife, and my kids, and all the other people that support me. I am not going to do anything that I tell you to do. Do as I say, not as I do. And then there's also the Nebraska governor, Pete Ricketts. Pete Ricketts was seen at a sports bar with a large group of people in an enclosed-slash-open space, part of the restaurant, with multiple people not wearing a mask, not social distancing. Well, where's, where's his mask at? Where's Newsom's mask? Where's Ricketts' mask? Or there's the Crypt Keeper, Nancy Pelosi, or I could slur my words to kind of, you know, do a Nancy Pelosi voice because this woman's had probably, people joke and say she's an alcoholic. She probably is, but she sounds more like she's had about, you know, 25 strokes this year. Nancy Pelosi seen without mask inside San Francisco hair salon. That was back in September, remember that? She's like, I was set up. No, the only thing you set up was an appointment. <laughs> you did not get set up. You set up an appointment. That could also be accurate wordplay. I was set up. Yes, you were. But for what? Well, an appointment. See how the wordplay works? And then there's this guy. I never heard of this guy. Um, Mikhail 
Varshavsky. They call him Dr. Mike. And he had a big birthday party on November 12th. And he's hanging out with what looks like, you know, about 30 uh, whores. Just a bunch of, I mean, these women are definitely whores. Uh, just hanging out with a bunch of whores. Looks like, I don't know if they're down in Miami or something. Looks Kind of looks like it's Miami. They consider this guy like the hottest doctor or something like that. But he's out there. He's repeatedly told people, wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask. And then there's Dr. Mike uh, hanging out with a bunch of uh, probably prostitutes, porn stars, and he's uh, not wearing a mask. And he's got these women all over him. No mask. Uh, and then there's the, this is uh, the Denver mayor who has said you should not travel to see your family and you should wear a mask. But this mayor violated his own COVID travel restrictions, got on a plane to see his family 30 minutes after decreeing that people should not travel to visit their own relatives. COVID commander says, do as I say, not as I do. And when you feel safe, you will thank your overlords. As we great reset the global thanksgiving table and feast. Meanwhile, the U.S. Supreme Court has said, hey, you cannot limit people in houses of worship. The Michigan courts have said you cannot restrict people from gathering. You do not have the power to do this, Governor. And these tyrants like Cuomo and others, they just keep pressing on. And the governor of Oregon, California, New Jersey, Nebraska... Speaker of the House Pelosi, famous doctors, Democratic mayors, all of them. Just wear a mask, social distance, don't see your relatives for Thanksgiving. Have a nice day. And then they get off the podium and they take off their mask. They hug their friends and then they go take a plane ride and they go visit their relatives. Like, this is what you would find in any like if you think of a, a terrible place to live, any period of history, I know people always think about those evil Nazis, but how about them communists? How about any totalitarian state? I'm just about finished reading this three-part series on the communist revolution in China. And as I'm reading, uh, reading the whole thing from front to cover all three books, it's the same theme that comes up. You know, people feel that when they've been given a little bit of power, they can violate the rules that they set down to benefit themselves and their families. This is what tyrants do. It's not about communists or Nazis or even Democrats. It's Republicans do the same thing, but in this case, there's a tremendous amount of Democrats. These are just people that think that they're better than you. They're above you. And these are the people that you think care about your health or we think might care about you know, the economy or community they have their money they have their power they have their private property they have their control they have their guns and their their right to self-defense they have all the power that they want they don't need your existence bogging them down they're going to tell you what to do because it makes them feel powerful it makes them feel like they're in charge but they're not in charge people have the power people gave them that power and people can take it away, and people have a right and a duty to take that power 
away. Governors, mayors, doctors, and others, do what I say, not as I do. Don't even look at me if you see me walking through the airport without a mask. Don't even look at me if you see me at a party without a mask with other people, not social distancing, including people like advisors who have told the public you should wear a mask. They're not going to wear a mask. They're not taking bites of food. I mean, even the governor of California, he didn't even deny it. He's like, yeah, I did that. Um, uh, sorry. But you still got to wear your mask or I'll command my goons to fine you and arrest you. And, and the good news is a lot of sheriffs and the state of New York here, a lot of sheriffs have said, we're not enforcing Thanksgiving restrictions. Who do you think you are? You don't have the power to do that. You can't tell people how many others can come over to their home for Thanksgiving. That's what Cuomo did in New York. He said, you can't have Thanksgiving. You, you, you gotta, you know, if you do, it's like four people, five people. You can't have more than nine people from outside of your home. You know, or in general, you can't have more than nine people gathered. You can't have, if you have five people in your home already, you can't have more than four other people come over. So I guess there are going to be like snitches that, like peeping toms that just kind of look in your window, little peeping Cuomos, and they call the police. Beep, beep, beep. 911, what's your emergency? My neighbors have 11 people inside. They're eating the turkey. You know, it's like, for as many people buy this and are terrified and want to participate, there are just as many that look at them and think, you're insane. Like the ones that attack you for masks or social, I mean, even wearing a mask, you see people that I've seen people in public, like in fights with other people, not physically, but like arguing because they didn't social distance properly. Like you literally have no idea what you're talking about and you're trying to speak as an authority. Because you're repeating what the authorities say. You've, you've repeated what COVID commander told you to say. And then you give thanks to your overlords. Thank you for telling me what to do. You've kept me safe during this pandemic. You've protected me and my family. And then when you get sick, it's like it's not COVID commander's fault. It's everybody else's fault. Because the other people didn't follow the restrictions. It's their fault even though that's their decision, their decisions that harm themselves if there was harm to be acquired. But when you have the mayor of Denver and you have famous doctors and you have Nancy Pelosi and you have Nebraska Governor Pete Ricketts and California Governor Gavin Newsom and you have celebrities and you have people like Uncle Joe Biden and his staff and you have the Oregon governor and other mayors and local authorities, and they tell you wear a mask, social distance, but they're not doing it. You do know that that implies something, right? Like these are really important stories because what these stories show when they're documented, like people video the governor, they show you that if things were really as bad as you were told they are, and other people need to be made very clearly aware of this, if things were as bad as they told you that they are, I don't think that you would have governors walking around without masks on. If masks worked and things were as bad as you were told, or even a little bit like you were told, governors would be walking around with more than a mask on, probably. They'd probably be isolated and quarantined to protect the chain of authority. Not out at sports bars. Not out at Napa Valley 
birthday parties, not partying with a bunch of whores on a boat, not taking a flight to see your family. Do as I say, not as I do. COVID commander says you will capitulate to my authority. You will bow to what I have to say. You will do exactly what I tell you to do. And if you don't, well, I don't really have to do anything. Society will socially assassinate you and ostracize you. And even families, rather than being thankful or getting together, thank families, what are families doing? They're fighting with each other. I mean, how many are actually doing that? I don't know. But I've seen people and know people that are like fighting with their families. Like, you can't come over, son, unless you have a mask on. It's like, Mom, I'm not, Mom, I'm not wearing a mask. This, this is all ridiculous. Yes, but CNN, son, said, Dr. Fauci said, and it's like, well, screw you then. I'm not participating in this. I'm not playing this game. Earlier today, I got um, a package in the mail. I had ordered these two books. I bought a book on the American Revolution, just a little Thanksgiving Day present for myself. And while I was shopping for it, I also saw a copy of Klaus Schwab and Theory Malleritz, COVID-19, The Great Reset book. And I thought, you know, it's only $10. I'm going to buy this book and I'm going to read this thing. And I've only gotten through the introduction today because I, I had my, my son earlier this morning. He spent the night last night, which is why we had a, a blast from the past, an old Thanksgiving show playing last night on The Fringe. And uh, he went home this morning. They went, his other family went to do something. I don't know. But I, I read a little bit of this book, and, and I want to read this to you. Uh, this is the introduction to Klaus Schwab's COVID-19, The Great Reset book. The worldwide crisis triggered by the coronavirus pandemic has no parallel in modern history. We cannot be accused of hyperbole when we say it is plunging our world in its entirety and each of us individually into the most challenging times we've faced in generations. It is our defining moment. We will be dealing with its fallout for years and many things will change forever. It is bringing economic disruption of monumental proportions, creating a dangerous and volatile period on multiple fronts, politically, socially, geopolitically, raising concerns about the environment and also extending the reach, pernicious or otherwise, of technology into our lives. No industry or business will be spared from the impact of these changes. Millions of companies risk disappearing and many industries face an uncertain future. A few will thrive. On an individual basis for many life as they've always known it is unraveling at an alarming speed. But deep existential crisis also favors or also favor introspection and can harbor the potential for transformation. The fault lines of the world, most notably social divides, lack of fairness, absent or absence of cooperation, failure of global governance and leadership now lie exposed as never before, and people feel the time for reinvention has come. Um, not really I don't think many people feel that way, but there are a couple things here that should be addressed. It says that this is a crisis that has plunged our world and its entirety into severe distress. This pandemic has triggered this event, an economic disruption of monumental proportions is what he says. No, the virus didn't do that. Um, tyrants did that. They shut down governments and countries. That's who did it. Millions of companies risk disappearing and many industries face an uncertain future. Yes, because you're shutting them down, not because of the virus. And then he says that 
there's a quote-unquote potential for transformation, right? Transformation. Okay, great. And what is that transformation? Well, Klaus Schwab says in the book, a new world will emerge, the contours of which are for us to both imagine and to draw. No, they've already imagined them. They've already drawn them. And he wrote a book about it. And I imagine this was, you know, a little study in the Great Reset, I mean, the Fourth Industrial Revolution, way before COVID-19. And really, you could redo that Imagine song. Imagine, you know, there's no religion, no wars. You know, COVID-19 is allowed, as Klaus Schwab said, to imagine a new world. Imagine a new world where there are no people and the people that remain are separated by the ultra-wealthy and the cyborg machine humans who are the servants of the ultra-wealthy. Imagine a world where only the elite get to survive and live and they get the meat and the butter and the sugar, whatever else they want. The COVID commanders are in charge. Thank your overlords this Thanksgiving. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. I'm thankful for the Fringe FM. I'm thankful for you. And I implore you, go to the website at thesecretteachings.info. Subscribe to the show. Buy a book. It supports the show. It supports the network. And it supports you. If you have any questions, you'd like to get in touch with us, rdgable at yahoo.com, rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay with us. There's more right here on The Fringe after this. Gentlemen, thank you so much for the great work that you guys are doing. Uh, phenomenal show, for phenomenal interview, phenomenal questions. And uh, I'd be willing to come back at any time and uh, explore other topics for discussion. So thank you for having me on today. Hi, everyone. This is Mark Passio from WhatOnEarthIsHappening.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show... To share information and your opinion or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. You could listen to this. And that show is now running all day Friday and all day Saturday on History Channel, which is really amazing since. I don't know if there's any other show on TV that's doing that right now, so... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week and join us to explore the outer limits and quarantine zones of history, symbolism, parapolitics, myth, and more. We don't have insiders or some galactic confederation ambassador, but we do have books, memories, critical thinking skills, and an ability to recognize patterns. And we also know a little bit about a lot. But don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. Find the Fringe.fm Monday through Friday for new episodes of The Secret Teachings or check out TalkStream Live in the Paranormal Radio app. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info to subscribe to the entire show archive 
so that you can listen, stream, and download every episode after it airs. Subscribers also get access to our montages and digital books, www.thesecretteachings.info and The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM. Don't settle for less. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Why listen to The Fringe FM? We are your number one source for talk radio the mainstream media won't touch. Joe Root brings you everything occult with lighting the void. Ryan Gables shatters paradigms with esoteric knowledge on the secret teachings. Gigi and Cortana explore the inner workings of our reality with Shift Happens. Jess of the Rogue Report brings you years of research to explore the hidden facts behind alternative topics. And myself, Alex Exum of Live Talk, the so-called Joker in the deck. We are the Fringe FM. This is Jess Rogie from the Rogie Report News, and I literally sift through hundreds of articles a week to bring you the best in Fringe News. Check out the Rogie Report News here on the Fringe FM. You can't handle the truth! Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination. Where happiness is an illusion. Here, where the past, present, and future all coexist on the same timeline. Welcome to a future where our true re- reflection is only revealed once the screen goes dark. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it enlightening. This is David Icke from davidike.com, author of The Phantom Self and The Perception Deception, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. You can catch The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday, right here on The Fringe, same time each night. You can visit our website for the archive of all of the shows. You can download and stream them. You can actually access our entire montage archive, too. It's on the website. And my books are uploaded in digital form. When you subscribe, you get access to those. www.thesecretteachings.info You can also buy my books on the website if you'd like to support the show and get some interesting content. I have three books on the website, Food Philosophy, The Technological Elixir, and Occult Arcana, which has a large section on it on the origins of Thanksgiving along with other holidays. And we're going to talk a little bit about the origins of the giving of thanks, not Thanksgiving, but the giving of thanks kind of throughout tonight's broadcast. We talked a little bit about it in the first hour. But right now, our leaders, our COVID commanders, from governors and mayors to doctors, have been seen violating their own orders all over the world, telling us to do as they say, but not as they do. This is the simplest proof that health concerns are not as severe as we've been led to believe. Nonetheless, throughout the entire year, we have seen attempts to restrict the 4th of July, religious gatherings, family get-togethers in general, parties, whatever it might be, and now attempts to censor and block and restrict Thanksgiving and Christmas, and I'm sure New Year's as well. Despite court rulings like in New York this morning, I give thanks to the Supreme Court myself and to the founding principles of this country because the Supreme Court has ruled that COVID commander Cuomo, let me try to say that fast, COVID commander Cuomo, COVID commander Cuomo, COVID commander Commander Cuomo, I'm sure that would get that guy very aroused if you call him a commander. Ooh, he's a commander. Now, he's a loser who wrote a book about how he killed a bunch of old people and then got an Emmy Award for his fraudulent television appearances. But COVID commander Cuomo said, you can't have religious service. And the Supreme Court said, uh, yeah, they can. And COVID commander Cuomo said, uh, no, they can't. And the Supreme Court said, uh, yeah, you can. You don't have the authority, governor. You don't have the power, Governor. It's in the hands of the people, Governor, and in the founding principles of this free republic, you piece of trash. Same thing with that other piece of trash in Michigan. You can't get together. This was before Thanksgiving. You can't get together and do anything because I'm in charge. And the Supreme Court said, uh, no, you can't do that, Governor. The Michigan courts, wasn't the U.S. Supreme Court, but the Michigan courts said, Uh, You can't do that. You don't have that authority. And she's like, I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. Like a defiant child. Like, don't touch that plug outlet, please. You'll electrocute yourself. I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway because I am in charge. I live in a free country so I can tell other people what to do. You've probably heard people say that before. Like, I live in a free country. I can do whatever I want. That's not how it works. You can do whatever you want within the confines of natural law. You don't hurt other people with your right to do whatever you want. You don't assault other people or steal from other people. There's like a natural guideline 
there's a rule of law, and it was enshrined in the founding principles of this country, which are still active. The battle canyons are still active. The defensive barrier is still active in the United States. Let's hope that it remains because the siege is ongoing. But we've had these COVID commanders like Gavin Newsom, and we've had COVID commanders like Governor Pete Ricketts. We've had COVID commanders like Nancy Pelosi and Diane Feinstein. Ooh, Diane Feinstein, that very strange-looking lady. Uh, wasn't she wearing a mask in the airport? No, no, she wasn't wearing a mask in the airport. No mask. Just taking a stroll through the airport. No mask on. That's okay. And she was seen at the U.S. Capitol without a mask on. Oops, must have just taken it off to cough. The Democrat mayor of Denver also gave a 30-minute speech telling people don't visit their relatives and then said, okay, I'm going to go and uh, visit my relatives. He tweeted this, pass the potatoes, not COVID-19. Stay home as much as you can, especially if you're sick. Host virtual gatherings instead of in-person dinners. So this is his little speech he gives on COVID on Twitter. Shop online with a small business for Black Friday. Oh, order your holiday meal from a local eatery. Avoid travel. Host virtual gatherings. Stay at home. Pass the potatoes, not the COVID. Are we done? All right, we're done. All right, I'm going to get on a plane and go visit my relatives. That's what these people are literally doing. Even famous doctors doing the same thing. This one doctor had a birthday party for himself uh, with a bunch of like prostitute women, it looks like. Just partying, no mask on. It's okay. COVID commander said that you will do it. COVID commander never said he'll do it. COVID commanders don't care. They only want you to be thankful to them this Thanksgiving. Be thankful that they kept you safe. But here are two things that you could think about while your food digests or while you're waiting in a digital line to purchase something online. Uh, Maybe you could think about this. Um, If the restrictions and the masks and the social distancing work to prevent people from getting sick, then the people that are doing them should not be getting sick. The only people that should be getting sick are the people that are not doing them. Therefore, if you don't do them, you're not making the people who are doing them sick. Kind of like with a vaccination. If you have it and you're immune, then it shouldn't matter if I have it. If you wear a mask, it should protect you, even if I'm not wearing a mask. Because if I choose not to participate for whatever reason, then this is a choice I'm making, like smoking a cigarette, drinking alcohol taking drugs, legal or illegal. It's a choice that I'm making. Wearing a seatbelt, a choice that I'm making. You have no authority to tell me this. You don't have an authority to tell me who should be married and who shouldn't be married. Like people have asked me before, do you think gay marriage is a thing that should be legal? And I said, no, I don't think gay marriage should be legal. Oh my God, you're a homophobe. I said, no, I'm not a homophobe. I just don't think marriage should be a matter of legality. I don't think the government should be involved in marriage of any kind. 
period. So if you want to marry a guy, marry a guy. You want to marry a girl, marry a girl. I don't care. It's not the government's responsibility. It's like because I don't have like overt bleeding heart symptoms of like a political and philosophical ideology. Like I have to express it. That's the symptom of this disease. I always, I got to accept it. I always got to express it, express it, express it. I got to tell you how much I care as long as I'm not doing that. So I must hate everybody. How about like, I don't care what you do. Do whatever you want to do because you're free to do what you want to do. And as long as you don't hurt me or affect me in a direct way, intentionally or unintentionally, then I don't care. I don't care what you do. Go get married. Have gay sex. I don't, what does that matter to me? I don't need to tell people I'm in support of gay sex. I don't care what kind of sex you have. I don't care if you stick your penis in a pie for Thanksgiving. What is that? A fa- Unless I'm eating the pie, I don't care. If you make a pie and stick your penis in it, that's your decision. All right? Don't stick your penis in it, then bring it to dinner. That's a little bit different. I like people, like they try to, like, quote historical statements or, like, the Constitution. They're like, ooh, I know what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm in a free country. I have a right to do this or that. Like, you have literally no idea what you're talking about. It's, it's embarrassing. Just shut up. All right? Just shut your mouth. All these governors, mayors, doctors, just, I'm out, uh, you don't have to do what I tell you to do, not what I'm actually doing. Before we took our top of the hour break, I was uh, reading a little section from COVID-19, The Great Reset by Klaus Schwab and Terry Mollerit. Klaus Schwab, I know he doesn't talk like that, but it's like a good, you know, like a good, like, villain voice. You will do what we tell you to do. You will put the mask on now. Put the mask on. We will round you up if you do not put the mask on. Put the mask on. Social distance. We do not social distance. We don't have to put the mask on. We will do what we want to do. We are these COVID commanders. We tell you what to do, and then you do it. If you don't do it, we take you to internment camps. It's like, who are these people? Are you, are you kidding me? So COVID-19, The Great Reset. Klaus Schwab wrote this book. I got a copy of it because... um. I had I just had to just see what this was all about. What is the Great Reset like in book form? I know what it is from their website, but I wanted to, I wanted to see what it was in book form. And he goes into the introduction and says that we cannot be accused of hyperbole when we say it's plunging our world in its entirety and each of us individually into the most challenging times we faced in generations. No, you you are being hyperbolic because it's plunging us into those situations. And he goes on to expand on that. It's plunging us into economic disruption of monumental proportion. Why? Because you're shutting everything down, jackass. If you weren't shutting things down, it wouldn't have plunged anybody into economic depression or disruption of any proportion, let alone monumental. And he goes on further to say, technology has helped us, for one reason or another, protect ourselves. So, here's my other point. If technology or cameras or spying if these things really help prevent terrorism then shouldn't the more we have of them the less terrorism we have if restrictions help shouldn't the more restrictions mean that we have less of the disease or whatever it might be so more restrictions but we have more disease governors mayors doctors and others not abiding by their mandates and their orders being photographs at bars and restaurants and airports in the capital, not doing what they tell you to do. Well, that tells you that it's not that serious, doesn't it? Because if they were truly concerned, 
they would be following their own rules or their own requirements, which, according to Black's Law Dictionary, means recommendation. They can't force you to do it. But they tell you this is what you will do because COVID Commander demands it. COVID Commander Cuomo says you will not worship on Thanksgiving. Supreme Court says, uh, no, they can do whatever they want because they're Americans. They're not a proletariat of workers in the Soviet Union. If it was really that bad, they'd be following their own rules. And if we had more restrictions and that stopped the spread, then you would think, well, the restrictions stopped the spread. But they're like, no, the spread's getting worse with, we need more restrictions. Well, if the restrictions aren't working, maybe the restrictions are why things are getting worse. Ever think about that? You ever think like the more technology, the more cameras, the more spying, the more little gadgets that watch and listen to everything you do, the more cybersecurity, all these things we have to do to protect ourselves, but things keep getting worse? Well, that would tell you that the very systems that are put in place to prevent things from getting worse are what's making it worse. That's the bottom line. That's what's making it worse. They're not protecting you. It's made worse by those restrictions. COVID-19, the Great Reset. So Klaus Schwab says a new world will emerge, the contours of which are for us to both imagine and to draw. Ooh. Well, you already drew them out, jackass. You already wrote them up, jackass. You put them on a website. You said, this is a great opportunity to exploit a crisis to merge our physical, digital, and biological identities. So... Uh, maybe you had this planned to great reset the Thanksgiving table for everybody? Did you have that plan? No. He just sits there looking like he's a villain in some movie. As COVID commander telling you, we didn't know about the, the, the COVID-19, but we, we are going to have restrictions on what you can do. We are going to reset the world. You will merge your digital, biological, and physical identities into the hive and the fourth industrial revolution. We will have absolutely no Western civilization, no moral fabric, no God, no school, no community. You will do what the state tells you to do when we tell you to do it. And if you do not, you go to internment camp because you make people sick. No, you make me sick. These people don't act like human beings, but they prey on human beings. Like Facebook does. Facebook preys on your psychology. It preys on your needs and desires to have contact with others. And this is what these people do. Like, we're going to keep you safe. Do what we tell you to do. It's not about them or you or keeping people safe. It's about turning you against other people and turning them against you. That's what it's really about. Why? How? Well, the governors don't wear the masks. The mayors don't wear the masks. They don't socially distance. They don't prevent the spread of anything by the way they tell us to prevent the spread. But they want us to turn on each other by terrifying us and creating division so that when you're out in public and you're not doing it and you say, well, the governor's not doing it, it must not be that bad, other people attack you. Oh, Fauci, Fauci, Fauci said this, Fauci. I don't care. I don't, get, I don't care what Fauci said, okay? Fauci's a little sniveling weasel who transferred illegal genetic material to the very laboratory where the so-called virus was traced back from. So even if you don't believe in a virus, one way or another, 
These are like severely illegal, treasonous actions that were taken under the Obama administration and Fauci and the National Institutes of Health. That was in Newsweek. I said that to somebody at a store the other day, and this manager's like, you can read a lot of stuff on social media. It's like, yeah, you probably do. I don't really go on social media. I read mainstream and alternative media. I do the research for myself, and then I find the information that I need, and I make an informed, educated decision on what I think is accurate, and it will change based on the information that comes out further down the line. And this guy's got, like, no idea what to say. I was like, I read that in Newsweek. I also told the guy, I said, hey, you know, the testing for this virus, they're amplifying the cycles of the PCR test up to 40, 45, 50. When, there's, when even Fauci said, like, if they're above 32, 35, they're basically useless. And the founder of the PCR test, the creator, Carrie Mollis, said, you can't test for viruses with this thing. I told them that, and I said, you know, they even estimated in the state of New York, like 80 to 90 percent of the so-called infections are, are fraud. And he said, you can read a lot of stuff on social media. I was like, oh, uh, yeah, but I can read a lot of stuff in the New York Times, too. The one I'm sure you whack off to at night with your liberal friends. Oh, we love the New York Times. Well, if you love it so much, why don't you listen to it sometimes? Sometimes the New York Times publishes a legitimate piece of information. Sometimes CNN gets lucky. Sometimes something sticks. But our COVID commanders, they don't want us to have fun. They want to restrict 4th of July. What happened when people tried to restrict the 4th of July? Los Angeles exploded into like a revolutionary war celebration with fireworks. And you had these like little weasels on the news. They were like, oh my God, they're having have fireworks. They're celebrating freedom in the 4th of July. We have to shut them down. Why aren't they social distancing and listening to what we tell them to do? They're going to make people sick if they have fireworks. That's like what these two women on CNN were doing. They were having like a panic attack. And it's just like, are you serious? How do you not? How do people not see this? Because they're because they're terrified. They're blinded by fear. That's it. They're blinded by fear. That's the bottom line. They don't know what to do. They're afraid. A lot of people are afraid. And so there probably are a handful of people that are listening to the CDC this Thanksgiving. I know it's over. The dinner is over. But. Some of you might be hanging out with family right now or waiting for something Black Friday related. Here's what the CDC has recommended. And, and I wanted to wait until after you know Thanksgiving also to talk about this because I don't want anyone to actually take this and think, oh, that's a good idea. The CDC says holiday celebrations and small gatherings. Let's see what they've recommended for us. Considerations for small gatherings of family and friends. Considerations for hosting and uh, or attending a gathering. And they go on to tell us in this paper what we should or shouldn't do. Host outdoor rather than indoor gatherings as much as possible. Well, someone should tell Governor Gavin Newsom that because he had a big birthday party the other day outside with his advisors with no masks. The CDC says avoid holding gatherings in crowded, poorly ventilated spaces where persons who are not in your household with persons who are not in your household. Well, tell that to Nebraska Governor Pete Ricketts, who was in a sports bar with a bunch of people who were not in his household, without masks, not social distancing, having a good old time laughing and spreading the virus. Increase ventilation by opening windows and doors to the extent that it is safe and feasible based on the weather by placing central air and heating on continuous circulation. Yes, we all have the money to do that. So I guess, see, they say here, this is what happens. They say feasible based on the weather. 
But you're going to get that old lady, that old guy, or those really young liberal people that are like, we have to keep the windows open the whole time. That's what the CDC said. And you're like, well, it actually says if it's feasible based on the weather. Like if it's 10 degrees outside and your heat can't keep up and you got the window open, probably not a good idea. It's going to be really cold inside. But the CDC said to keep the window open. It's like, no, the CDC said they're recommending open it if you can and if the weather is okay. So this isn't even the CDC, but this is what happens because people don't read the details. They'll just see this on like CNN. CNN's like, the Centers for Disease Control says you have to keep your windows open for Thanksgiving. And everybody's like, oh, honey, open the windows. It's, the virus is inside. Well, they said, if it's feasible, just like the mandates, wear a mask unless you have anxiety, unless you have you know, skin sensitivity, unless you're afraid of bacterial pneumonia, unless you're, you know, it just goes on and on. And then people are like, no, you got to wear a mask. The mandate said wear a mask, must wear a mask, have to wear a mask. And you got to explain to these people, have to, must, require. These are all words that are recommendations, okay? And if you go further than that with a mandate, and it forces you to do something that's dangerous and provably dangerous, but not provable to be not dangerous, then it's a violation of color of law. Title 18, Section 242. No, you got to wear it. Oh, 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 the the, the, the mandate. It's like people are orgasming over this. Where's the mask? You got to wear it. It's It's like a mixture between orgasm and like absolute terror. But that's why. Please open your window if you're inside. We recommend this. CNN. Breaking news. CDC says open the windows for Thanksgiving. Everybody's scrambling around, falling over each other, knocking over the turkey to get to the window, opening it. And then someone's like, wait a minute. I read that. I got a copy of it right here. The CDC says if it's not cold outside. And you're like, I don't care. CNN said so. They come on to CNN. This is Brian Stelzer, and you should open your windows for Thanksgiving and keep them open the whole time. I won't be opening my windows. I'm going to have a party with like 40 people from CNN and other networks. We're going to get together. And we're going to have a Thanksgiving dinner without masks, without social distancing, but you need to wear them. We are your COVID commanders, and you have to do what we say. Okay? You have to do exactly what we say, or you're going to get sick. And if you get sick, it's because you didn't listen to us. It's because other people didn't listen to us. You don't have a right to see Hillary Clinton's emails. Only we do. You have to open your window. You're like, hey, Brian, uh, it says if the weather permits, and it's just a recommendation. Uh, no, this is CNN, and we, we tell you what to do. We are the arbiters of your life. We will tell you how to live your life. It's like, are you? what is wrong with people? Jesus Christ. But it gets better. Here, here's where it gets better. Require your guests to wear a mask. That was a pretty good Stelzer voice. Encourage guests to avoid singing or shouting. Don't sing. Don't shout especially indoors, keep music levels down so people don't have to shout or speak loudly to be heard. I'm Brian Stelzer, and you have to wear a mask, and you need to not sing. Don't shout. Just turn on CNN, watch the parade, and listen to what your COVID overlords tell you to do. That's all that you have to do. You follow the rules, you get the shot, and we won't hurt you anymore. Right now, temporarily. Until we exterminate you. I'm Brian Seltzer. This is CNN. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere.
it's 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 great to know that there are some young people in America who do have a good mind and are actually seeing what's going on and doing something about it. And that's why I'd uh, be delighted to come on your show anytime. You call me and I'll be there. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. It's time you got acquainted with the real hard truth. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. You could listen to this. And that show is now running all day Friday and all day Saturday on History Channel, which is really amazing. I don't know if there's any other show on TV that's doing that right now, so... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week and join us to explore the outer limits and quarantine zones of history, symbolism, parapolitics, myth, and more. We don't have insiders or some galactic confederation ambassador, but we do have books, memories, critical thinking skills, and an ability to recognize patterns. And we also know a little bit about a lot. But don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. Find the Fringe.fm Monday through Friday for new episodes of The Secret Teachings or check out TalkStream Live in the Paranormal Radio app. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info to subscribe to the entire show archive so that you can listen, stream, and download every episode after it airs. Subscribers also get access to our montages and digital books. www.thesecretteachings.info and The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then they, the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> it's like you're all working for the same guy. My name is Alex Exum, and I host live talk here on The Fringe FM. If you're sick of hearing about COVID-19, I invite you to listen to my show, 7 p.m. Pacific, Tuesday nights, for a COVID-free zone. We will not be talking about the C word. We discuss news, society, and culture, but not COVID-19. Go listen to the other fear mongers if you want to hear that nonsense. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. 
Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. Well, this is David Parker, one of the authors of What Really Makes You Ill, Why Everything You Think You Knew About Disease Is Wrong. I'm Dawn Lester, co-author of What Really Makes You Ill, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. And uh, it's been a pleasure to be here. Hi, this is Andrew Kaufman, MD. I'm a natural healing consultant. Please contact me on my website at andrewkaufmanmd.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. COVID commanders want you to distance yourself from other human beings and not shake hands and not have sex and wear a mask and not attend family gatherings this holiday season. But COVID commander will do all those things. Well, they will attend family gatherings and they won't wear a mask and they won't wash their hands probably and they'll do a lot of other things that they tell you that you shouldn't do. Because COVID Commander wants you to do as they say and not as they do. They don't care about anything except you being thankful to them this holiday season. They will not follow their own guidelines. From the governor of California to Nebraska to Nancy Pelosi to doctors to Diane Feinstein to mayors. Some mayor just today sent out a tweet telling people to stay home, then got on a plane and went to see his family. Brazen. Brazen. Just not even trying to pretend. Doesn't care. Doesn't care what you say or what you do because they're in control. Even the crooked man, Joe Biden, gave a president-elect speech from the office of president-elect, which doesn't exist in a hollow room as a husk, a shell of a human being with no soul. And he says, we're going to have uh, Thanksgiving this year with my wife and my daughter, and we're going to separate from our family because that's what, you know, that's what you need to do. You need to separate from your family. I can't imagine too many of you actually separated from your families tonight. Did you? I can't imagine that. I can't imagine any other celebration anywhere else around the world, Australia, the UK, Japan, Canada, Mexico, wherever you might be. I can't imagine a lot of people are really following those restrictions. But see, here in the United States, we have a rule of law. And the Supreme Court ruled this morning that you cannot tell people, you cannot force people to stay home and not worship on Thanksgiving or any other day of the year. It's a huge violation, a blatant, brazen violation of the United States Constitution. The Supreme Court said, you can't do that, COVID Commander Cuomo. You don't have the authority to do that. And this is like the second time this has happened where a court has ruled that de Blasio and Cuomo in New York don't have the authority to tell people they can't get together and worship while sanctioning communist uprisings in most major cities. And yet, Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of Michigan, 
who was told you don't have the authority by a court to restrict people from doing what they'd like to do in their active daily lives. And she says, I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. So state legislatures and the Michigan County Board are now in full support of impeaching Governor Whitmer. And so, as a PR stunt, she has now been considered for Time per- uh, Time's Person of the Year. The woman who essentially committed treason and betrayed the citizens of the state of Michigan as she's essentially in the introductory impeachment stages is being eyeballed for Time's Person of the Year because Time is an elitist global publication. Time is the same magazine that published about a decade ago the U.S. Constitution going through a shredder. You should look that up. Constitution Time Magazine Shredder. Time Magazine is a giant joke like Snopes is. And it shows you what Time Magazine represents. It shows you what Time Magazine is essentially employed by. COVID commander. Gretchen Whitmer is one of those COVID commanders. You don't have the authority, Gretchen. I don't care. I'm the governor. I'm in charge. Yes, you're in charge within the rule of law. You don't have the authority. I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. And then, well, we'll impeach you. Go ahead. Do it. Do it. Like the emperor. Do it. Kill. Let the hate flow through you. She says, I don't care. I'll do it. And Time Magazine's like, great. Person of the year. Maybe like criminal of the year, joke of the year, impeachment of the year. That'd be kind of funny if they actually impeach her. There'll probably be like no news coverage of it. It's like the only source covering it was Fox News. And then there was there was another thing I saw before I saw Fox News cover it. And then every other news source, if you type in Gretchen Whitmer, you get Whitmer person of the year. Oh, she's wonderful. She's so wonderful. She's like the empress to the emperor COVID commander Cuomo, who was just basically kicked in the genitals again by the Supreme Court that told him, you don't have the authority to do. How many times How many times do I have to tell you this? You don't have the authority. You know? I mean, it's like you're on the phone, right? And, like, you have, like, a, you, your dog or you have a really rambunctious, like, you know, kid, and they're just continuing to do things you told them not to do. And you're like, hold on a second. I told you not to put your fingers in the electrical outlet. Don't do that. All right, I'm sorry. You know, my daughter just keeps touching it. Hey, I said, hold on a second. How many times have I told you not to do that? That's what it's like. The Supreme Court's like, they're having a conversation. Hey, don't do that, Governor. And you hear in the background, I don't care. Don't do that. Don't do it. Hold on a second. I've told you 15 times, don't that's what it's like. That's what the, that's what these courts are like. They're telling the governors, you don't have the authority to do it. And the governor's like, I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm the governor. Suck it. So impeach them. Get rid of them through the rule of law. Show them that the rule of law still matters. The legislature still has the power. The people still have the power. 
but we're dangerously close to that time where I think it was that TV show, The Handmaidens Tell. One of the commercials, she's like, we didn't stand up and do anything when they slaughtered Congress. We didn't stand up and do anything when they did this or when they did that. Well, at least people in the states are standing up, so hopefully we can sort of be a beacon for the rest of the world in that regard. And I know Thanksgiving is one of those things where, you know, it's like, oh, it's a U.S. holiday. Not really. I mean, it's it's always been celebrated around the world. Agricultural celebrations are as old as agriculture and to some extent even before agriculture. You have this horn of plenty, which has mythological origins in, in, in uh, Greek myth with Zeus. The horn of plenty, the cornucopia that Lady Fortuna, Lady Fortune brings. Lady Fortune brings the cornucopia, brings great fortune, a decent, bountiful harvest, and you have a giving of thanks to the goddess, to the god, to God. You bake the bread out of the wheat, you make a loaf of bread, you break the body of that god in the wheat who dies. You consume the body of the Lord. You consume the blood of the Lord. You have a last supper before the winter. This is where Thanksgiving comes from around the world. In the United States, the origins are in the 1620s at Plymouth Rock, but in 1565 at St. Augustine, they had a similar kind of Thanksgiving feast. The Spanish Admiral Don Pedro Menendez de Aveles came to St. Augustine. September of 1565 and was greeted by this giant procession of trumpets and artillery. And when the captain of the fleet, Father Francisco Lopez, claimed Florida for his country and God, you have these local um, Timuka or Timukua, indigenous tribe. Um, they were there present at the arrival of the Spanish admiral. And so Father Francisco Lopez presided over a Catholic mass of giving thanks for their safe arrival at the new settlement of St. Augustine. And the native tribe there, they um, invited the, the locals to come and uh, have, a, have a feast, have some food. And about 40 miles north of St. Augustine in the modern-day city of Jacksonville, so, some contend this was the first Thanksgiving, uh, dated to June of 1564, a year earlier than the St. Augustine meal. And it took place when a feast was held between the French Huguenots and the indigenous same tribe, Timucuans, to celebrate the establishment of Fort Caroline along the St. John's River. Then you have the Texas Society of the Daughters of the American Colonists, and they place their own um, historical marker near Canyon, Texas, it says that prior to 1560s, it was here where Father Juan de Padilla held a Thanksgiving service in May of 1541 for an estimated 1,500 Spanish conquistadors under the command of Francisco Vasquez de Coronando. The first harvest at Plymouth was held in 1621. It was during this time that Governor William Bradford dedicated the occasion as a special day of prayer and giving thanks. That fall, Plymouth colonists and the local Wampanoag Indian tribe feasted for three days to celebrate a successful first harvest. This one instance of giving thanks in 1621 was probably the last official instance of anyone celebrating what most would consider a modern Thanksgiving for many, many years to come. 
Other states, such as Virginia and Maine, have also submitted claims of hosting the first Thanksgiving. Upon technical specifications, one would find it really hard to justify any of these dates as the official United States Thanksgiving, considering that the country was not founded for over a century and a half later. It wasn't until 1777 that the first nationwide giving of thanks and celebration was officially observed. But the day was not to celebrate the harvest or give thanks to God or the goddess. It was to celebrate the defeat of the British during the battles of Saratoga on September 19th and October 17th of that same year. The thanks for these victories were carried out with a celebration, which probably included a feast, but a festival of thanks. One day after the initial battle victory on September 20th began the fall equinox known as Maban, and on October 17th, it's about a week before the harvest festival known as Samhain. So here we find a connection, however unintentionally it may have been, to the original harvest festival dates that include Halloween. The first official Thanksgiving in the United States was celebrated by the 13 colonies in order to honor the victories at the Battle of Saratoga. Congress, in response to the surrender of British General Burgoyne, declared December 18th of 1777 as a national day of, quote, solemn thanksgiving and praise, end quote, in recognition of military success. It was the nation's first official observance of a holiday with the name Thanksgiving and is closely related to the winter solstice, Yule, taking place from December 20th to the 23rd. Our modern views and celebrations of Thanksgiving have very little to do with Native Americans or feasts and more to do with victories during the Revolutionary War. True thanks were to be given for the victory of battle, not for a bountiful harvest of food. Although it's likely that they probably did have a little bit of food. The first National Day of Thanksgiving was held in 1789 when President George Washington proclaimed Thursday, November 26th to be, quote, a day of public thanksgiving and prayer, to especially give thanks for the opportunity to form a new nation along with the establishment of a new constitution. And even after a National Day of Thanksgiving was declared in 1789, it was not an annual celebration. On October 3rd of 1863, Abraham Lincoln declared a general blessing holiday to be on the last Thursday in November. And this officially, the last Thursday in November, became the first day of giving thanks as we know it, today as a holiday. Then later, Franklin D. Roosevelt, who wanted to kind of extend the uh, well, later he wanted to extend the shopping holiday shopping season, but he wanted to make this a federal holiday. And so, what he did was he moved up the date of the celebration so that it would allow for a longer Christmas shopping season and hopefully spur some kind of economic growth. Thus, the birth of our modern Thanksgiving celebration as we know it today in the United States was born which ties into the base commercialization themes of most of the Sabbats, like Samhain or Halloween, Yule or Christmas, Ostara or Easter, or even kind of Maban around Thanksgiving, the fall equinox, the last supper. Close associations with these sacred times of the year or Sabbats is not dissimilar from the official transitions ordained by the church to incorporate pagan tradition with Christianity, albeit for different reasons. And all these holy days, the word holiday, transitioned from the Old English holocaust, meaning holy day, 
and any of the previous dates given for even the official Thanksgiving in the United States, they vary. Whether it's safe passage for travel, the establishment of a new settlement, the victory of battle, and the establishment of a new country. And of course, there have been these types of Thanksgiving festivals and traditions and things like that all over the world, likely since the beginning of any form of uh, simple to more complex agricultural practices to celebrate the final harvest of the year, that there is now food and we are not going to starve during the winter. And so we have a giving of thanks. But this year, COVID commander says, according to the CDC, require guests to wear masks, encourage guests to avoid singing or shouting, encourage attendees to wash their hands, provide guests with information about COVID-19, limit contact with touched surfaces, and it goes on and on and on. But it tells you, don't sing. Don't sing. Don't say anything, really. Just sit there and sound or better yet. Just don't go at all, because then the airports will be more free for governors and mayors who want to take a trip to see their family, which is perfectly okay, because they are COVID commander. And they want you to do what they tell you to do. They don't want you to do what they do. The simplest proof that the health concerns that we've heard about are not as bad as we've been told by our commanders. Because if they were, then our commanders would probably be taking these kinds of precautions. Wouldn't you think? Maybe a little bit. Just a teeny tiny bit. That the governors would be doing exactly what they told you to do. Because they would maybe think, well, if I'm not doing this and this is important, I could get really sick. Well, that is the case unless they don't really have a risk of being sick. You ever think about that? You ever think like all the surveillance and all the cameras and the spying and all these things and we have more terrorism and it doesn't stop crime. It's made, in a sense, crime worse. It's actually in and of itself kind of like a crime. It's made it worse the more we have. The more we concern ourselves with health, the sicker we get. The more restrictions we have, the worse the virus gets. But they tell you, no, it's not because of that. It's because you didn't wear a mask. Even though it should protect others if you wear a mask, uh, there's no proof to that. But they'll just say, yeah, the mask protects others. Because they can't tell you the mask doesn't work with all this overwhelming evidence. Because if they did that, then you would choose not to wear it. Because if you choose to get sick, that's your decision when other people are going to take precautions to protect themselves. If the precautions work, then it really shouldn't matter If you do them or not, other people should be protected, and that's the constitutional right that you have. To do what you will, so long as you do not hurt other people, but they have to lie to you and tell you that you could hurt other people even if you don't have symptoms. Even if you're not sick, you could hurt other people. Despite the CDC drawing back those considerations and recommendations for many, many weeks and months now. Doesn't matter what you say, doesn't matter what you do, COVID Commander will tell you what you can do. COVID Commander is in control. And COVID commander wants you to stay at home. I hope you didn't stay at home. I hope you went out and you had a big party. He's calling for a super spreader event. Really, like that scumbag doctor who said don't party and then got on a boat with a bunch of prostitutes and partied. 
after he told you to wear a mask, but he didn't have a mask on. Oh, you mean like Dianne Feinstein? Oh, you mean like uh, Nancy Pelosi? You mean, oh, you must, oh, okay, maybe you mean Nebraska's Governor Pete Ricketts or maybe Governor uh, Newsom. All these people going to parties and airports and hanging out with uh, friends and family and having dinner and laughing and joking. Hey, someone tell Pete from Nebraska, you're violating CDC guidelines. Don't sing, don't dance, don't talk. This guy's, this guy's, look at this guy. This guy's at a sports bar just hanging out. And then the server who called it out got fired. It's unbelievable tyranny. Un- these, these people think that they're like, they're like kings. I mean, even after defeating the British, some people in the United States and establishing the government wanted George Washington to essentially be a king. And a lot of people, of course, rightfully so, were appalled by this. It's like, we just defeated this king. We have independence. Now you want this guy to be a king? The, the trust should not be placed in an individual for this long period of time and indefinitely to rule. That's what leads to these tyrants. I mean, there, I think there should be limits on, you know, governorship. I think there should be, like, you can't, like, uh, like less than it is now. Like, term limits. Like, very, very limited. Very, very limited. There, you're just there as, as an executive. I mean, it's really up to the legislature and the people what happens. In the courts, I, I, I think it should be limited, but that's that's my opinion. Like you don't, the, you want to adjust something for the times, and yes, that perhaps should be adjusted. But George Washington said, "No, I'm not going to be a king." George Washington might be one of the only people who's been given this much power in history, who willfully stepped down after he was done serving. In 1786, George Washington said, The present era is pregnant of great and strange events. And we can mirror that of what George Washington said. Our present era is pregnant of great and strange events. It's like a Schrodinger's cat. What exactly is going to be birthed? Is it going to be tyranny? and global technocracy and a great resetting of the Thanksgiving table, or is it going to be freedom and liberty for more than just the United States? I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. www.thesecretteachings.info is the website. Go there today, subscribe, download and listen to all the shows, get access to the montages, and find my books there as well. You can read them when you subscribe, or you can buy the books separately. Occult Arcana, which has this big section on Thanksgiving, We went through a little bit of it tonight, just a small piece. It also has information on all the holidays and more. Food philosophy and the technological elixir. You can read reviews, buy those books, free shipping in the U.S. We do ship internationally, though. www.thesecretteachings.info Facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings The email rdgable at yahoo.com And I did have a good Thanksgiving. I got to see my son in the morning. Uh, and then last night, my friend Hope came over. We had a little Thanksgiving-like special salad, hung out with Fox a little bit. So it was fun. And I give thanks for you as listeners, the Fringe FM. My son, I give thanks. My friend Hope, who came over and had dinner with me, I give thanks to the founding principles of this country, which overrode all the centuries of terror and control and monarchy and oppression and 
all the other things throughout the history of the world. And those things are threatened by what America represents, which is why America and Western civilization in this regard is under assault. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. Stay safe, stay informed, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings, but don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.